It's Cofield and Company. 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 Who puts y'all in charge of snack distribution? With Steve Cofield. Then I seen him. I seen Steve. And Adam Hill. Adam Hill is usually so fair, so reasonable. Uh, That's shocking to hear something like that from Adam Hill. It's time for Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Here we go. Here we go. I don't know where I am. Well, I do. I know we're at Westgate. Superbook. Middle of the action. Day two of the brackets. The official brackets unfolding in front of us. Game's about to end here in a couple minutes. We'll get you updated on the finals for Purdue and Yale. Purdue right now under two minutes up. 78-50. to 50. Sorry, Adam. We'll get to uh, the Yale angles. Delaware and Villanova. Halftime, Wildcats up 35-25 to 25 on the Blue Hens, Villanova the Wildcats. Brutal first half run there. If you have Villanova in the first half, or excuse me, Delaware, good Lord. They were up 23-19 with a couple of minutes left in the first half. Villanova goes like a 15-2 run, I believe it was. And then uh, Delaware missed a shot at the buzzer that would have covered the first half. So Villanova survives those first half bets. And... Uh, crowd here at the Westgate was very much it seemed to be in on Villanova first half. Four minutes left in the first half of Miami and USC. USC can't score. Miami's defense has been awesome according to you. 25 to 16 in that one. Uh, VTech is down two to Florida Gulf Coast. 64-62. Women? Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I'm just Women reading score. I'm just reading scores across. By the way, the Yale and Purdue are men, right? Uh, yes. Uh, Earlier today in the women's tournament. Why well, would it not say women on that? I don't know. I saw a 44-4. to South Carolina was up on Har- on Howard earlier. Oh, boy. Yeah, 44-4. Maybe the, maybe the tournament isn't ready to expand to 68 teams. Stop the fight. The women's the women's uh, tournament. Yeah, so uh, right now, Yale-Purdue. Let me get all the men's scores in here. 78-53, a minute left. Uh, Purdue up 25. Nova and Delaware, you get a 10-point lead at the half. And as I said, Miami up 11, three minutes left in the first half. That one's 27-16. to Finals in. Second seeded Auburn, 80-61 in their game. Texas Tech destroys Montana State, 97-62. Loyola simply couldn't score. Experienced team. That was a pick. Ohio State wins that one, moves on 54-41. And then we got a slew of games coming up. We'll uh, preview all the games coming up a little later. Joe Esposito, the coach, former assistant with UNLV in Texas Tech and Minnesota and Memphis. He'll join us in the... 3 o'clock hour, and yeah, if you're surprised right now, why are these guys on? We're on 1-4 to today. And uh, games are being played right now on 12-30, the game. That's our fourth sports station. After 4 o'clock, we'll have the games right here on ESPN Las Vegas. So my point earlier about I don't know where I am, I don't know what's going on. I mentioned yesterday, every time I drive to where we're doing the show, (laughs) whether it's a normal 3-6 to time or 1-4 to the last couple days, I'm not reading... My phone, right, got to avoid getting in collisions, which I almost did on the way here. 
So something's been happening in the NFL. Something happens every freaking day. Well, yesterday after the show, we'll yeah. get to Devontae Adams. We're not on 3-6. to six. That would have been live on our show when that broke. That was crazy. That's going to be the big theme of today's show. But you're telling me that between all the Saints sources, media people, the Falcons media people, they were kind of brawling last night. Uh, Deshaun Watson has made his decision. He'll be going to Atlanta. Nope. 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 Panthers, no. Okay. Who's in? So one of the teams that was in and that we believed was out came through with an insane offer and an insane guaranteed contract. And I say insane only not that it's not worth it. I mean, as I just tweeted out, top three quarterbacks only become available in their prime so often. But a massive deal was was put on the table apparently this morning by the Cleveland Browns, who have now acquired Baker, excuse me, Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield should be available to somebody else. It sounds like he's not part of the deal. Three first-rounders plus additional picks and a new contract for Deshaun Watson. Crazy that this happened after it looked like Cleveland was out, but Cleveland definitely was a suitor from the beginning. They wanted to improve on their quarterback. They thought that they had the roster in place outside of the quarterback, and what a splashy move. I have called called Cleveland the smartest organization in sports. I didn't know that they'd come, come forward to this offer, but this is crazy. I don't want to have to go to like Bleacher Report or Fan Sided because they do those flip page, this stupid content, and they rank a lot of things. But I, I would like to see someone make a list of the top five NFL off seasons. This has to be number one. Oh, How can it be matched? Crazy. It this many be. quarterbacks on the move. The Raiders yesterday trade multiple picks to get arguably the best receiver in football. Take him away from a guy who just got a five or check that. A three-year, $150 million deal from the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Raiders are going to pay him upwards of $30 mil a year. And, I mean, is that – I guess that's a top-five deal this year. In any other year, it would be like the move of the offseason. Yesterday was crazy. It is clear. And we saw the signs with Chandler Jones that the Raiders are not tearing it down. They're not taking a year lightly. They are reloading in their minds, and Devonta Adams for a first and a second, and that contract blowing people around the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think on two fronts, right? One is blowing people away by how aggressive they're being in the market, how aggressively they're redoing the roster in an effort to compete in the AFC, which is insane, but also blowing people away with, I think, what – has kind of, as the dust has settled, been looked at outside the market as a pretty silly deal by the Raiders. Uh, I think that's the general tone of how a lot of people are reacting to this deal, not only giving up a first and a second, which I would say is very reasonable for Devontae Adams, but when you combine it with the contract extension for a guy who's going to be 30 in December and the history of wide receivers after the age of 30, it's, you know, th- there's a lot to unpack about that deal for sure. But I think on the surface, you say to fans, hey, there's there's capital now. There's money that has flowed into the franchise. 
they can be aggressive. They don't have to be like they were before and, you know, not sign some of these guaranteed contracts because they don't have the cash in reserve. They can do what they want to do because they are a top flight franchise at this point, and I think that's what they're showing everyone. Amazing. You know I love it. Sure. Because I'm all about – I mean, I, I want deals to be smart, and we'll, we can break down the deal a little more later on. But I want teams to compete when they're in a position somewhere, you know, at the high level or in the middle of the league. I know you write off a lot of teams and say, hey, you know what, it's not going to happen. You can't win. Then you need to start rebuilding. Um, I'm, I'm go-for-it guy, especially in baseball. But I'm go-for-it guy. So I love the move. It makes the Raiders even more relevant. Um, it certainly puts some – strains on the roster to fill other holes but the story is now set up this offense is freaking loaded got to finish off the offensive line but this offense is freaking loaded and there are no more excuses for this organization and especially for Derek Carr and I think the other fascinating thing and we'll explore this throughout the show Adam will tell us hey they just brought in a receiver for 29 million dollars a year 17 million on average for Chandler Jones what are we talking about for Max Crosby? $20 million. I mean, they're, they're paying a lot of guys. Is Derek Carr still going to get, if he does desire at least Kirk Cousins' money, can you have all these guys on the roster and still pay Derek Carr $35 million a year? Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. A blockbuster trade for the Las Vegas Raiders. They are trading for star receiver Devonte Adams. It's Cofield and Company. And they are making him the highest paid receiver in NFL history. This is a earth-shattering trade for the Packers and certainly for the Las Vegas Raiders and quarterback Derek Carr, who gets his good buddy. Crank it up, right? That was blaring from... The homes of Raiders fans in Oakland and Southern California and Vegas and Raider Nation around the country. Big addition in Devontae Adams. It is crazy right now. We're down at the Westgate in the Superbook watching the tournament. Deshaun Watson appears to have been traded from the Texans to the Browns in the last 45 minutes. So we got to get into that. And then we have to get the reaction from Green Bay and what the Packers' next move will be in. By the way, on top of that, there is a regional in Milwaukee, and Wisconsin's playing sure. later on. Sure. So, Jen Latta, uh, national star with ESPN, local star with ESPN Milwaukee, is up with Cofield and Company here in Vegas. Jen, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you? Um, my head is kind of exploding with all the all the sports news. This is crazy. <laughs> all right, tell me about Packers fans uh, yesterday and today. If their heads are exploding thinking, what the hell just happened here? We got A-Rodge back, but now his running mate is gone. Yeah, we took a lot of calls and reactions this morning on our local show, guys. It's a combination of doom and gloom, and Goody bleeped up, right? Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers. And then there was a segment of the fan base that said, well, maybe this is a good thing. And I went on the air and said, I don't know how, unless you're just trying to rose-colored glasses, silver lining the hell out of this thing, you convince yourself that it's a good thing. I said, this would be like my husband dying and me being like, well, at least I learned how to work the furnace, you know, because he always handled that. Or at least I know how to use the jumper cables now because he always handled that. Like, that's about as good of a silver lining as you can find from your spouse dying. So this is a big 
deal for Green Bay. You are not going to be able to replace Devontae Adams. And frankly, if the Packers had more weapons from a wide receiver standpoint behind Devontae, it softens the blow. You're like, okay, we can withstand losing the best wide receiver in the league, but they don't. So that's why a lot of people this morning were just like, I didn't know if it was a St. Patrick's Day hangover or if it was a hangover from the Devontae news, but a lot of people walking into Friday with the gloom and doom attitude. Wait, didn't they draft a receiver two years ago? Oh, no, wait, they drafted Jordan Love, right? Oh, yeah, good, good move. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. So, Low I mean, blow. What, what, is, what is the plan? I think you got to use the capital that you got back and at least address the wide receiver situation. The challenge in Green Bay, and, and it's not a challenge that's unique to Green Bay, but the challenge in Green Bay is that it takes a little for some of these guys to acclimate to the NFL. And you have a very persnickety, particular, complicated fella, as we've been known to call him, in Aaron Rodgers, who, who doesn't have a long leash with young guys. You know, he expects you to know the playbook as well as he does. He expects you to execute as well as he does. And when you don't, he can get a little feisty. So that puts even more pressure on a young wide receiver coming in, trying to learn Matt LaFleur's playbook. And so the plan, the plan is to address wide receivers, certainly. Maybe it's in free agency, most likely in the draft. The Packers are a draft and develop organization. But it's not as though wide receiver is the only area they need to focus on. they got to focus on tight ends. They got to focus on the defensive line. Cornerback is another thing. Even with Razul Douglas probably coming back and Jair Alexander likely being extended, inside linebacker, tackle, the list goes on and on, guys. So Brian Gunkin certainly has his work cut out for him. So I mean, I think there's a lot of questions to be asked about how this all happened, but we've seen conflicting reports. What is your your belief? Just kind of taking it all in of how much did Aaron Rodgers know? about Devontae Adams' plan to leave town when he decided to come back to the Packers. Yeah, it would be a gross error on the part of Green Bay Packers brass to not have clued Aaron Rodgers into this as soon as they were aware. But, of course, there's always optimism. You always think that you can work something out. You always think that the other side will come to their senses and will either pay you the amount that you want or will accept the amount that you're giving. And with the Devontae Adams situation, we just kept hearing that the sides were far apart, far apart, far apart. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden yesterday, we're hearing that, no, 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 the Packers offered as much as the Raiders did. Devontae just wanted to go to the Raiders. i got to be honest with you guys. I can't help but think that part of the drama of the last year plus didn't factor into Devontae's decision. And maybe he'll come out and say, no, 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 that wasn't the case. But the word that I use to describe Aaron Rodgers is a grind. He's an unbelievable talent, generational even, but he's grindy. And you got to think that some of the guys in the locker room got exhausted by the grind. Now, I'm not saying specifically that that was Devontae Adams, but I just think it's emotionally exhausting when you don't know where your quarterback stands, when you don't know where the franchise stands, you know, you don't know what the future is. You're trying to make decisions based on someone else's decision, and it can be a little overwhelming. So there's a part of me that says he looked at what y'all have to offer out there in Las Vegas. You know, I was there for two days. I almost moved there, let's be honest. <laughs> but I think he looked at Derek Carr saying, that's my guy, you know, college teammates, college roommates, and he, and he saw the new coach going in, and he's like, I can, I can get with that. I can get with that team. And he also said, and it looks like now there's less drama. 
You know, and maybe that seemed like a better alternative for Devontae Adams. Wow. Breaking down the uh, Devontae Adams trade from the uh, Packers side of things. Uh, oh, less drama with the Raiders I know, is I know, a stunning I know, thing I know, to hear, but I, I think you're right. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Jen Ladd is with us from ESPN Milwaukee. Um, so did you get the vibe from some fans this morning actually blaming Aaron Rodgers for this? Like, to your point that he's so dramatic that there are players around him who are like, yeah, I don't really want to be part of this anymore. You know, it's funny, guys. I didn't see that, but my co-host, Mark Chimura, former Green Bay Packers Super Bowl champion, he said, having been in the locker room before, everybody's out for themselves. You know, with the exception of Aaron Rodgers basically saying, sign my guy, Randall Cobb, everybody just wants to get their money and have it. You know, you want to have team success, obviously, but from a financial standpoint, you're worried about how you can get yours. And so, you know, Chewy said there's no way that Devontae didn't see Aaron go out there, get everything he wanted financially, and go, excuse me, hi, hi, excuse me, hi, hi, remember me, Devontae Adams, caught almost all of your touchdowns this year. Um, yes, what, is, what exactly is left for me? What exactly, what exactly can the team do to make me happy? He'd already made it very clear he wanted to be the highest-paid receiver. I don't think you're going to find a lot of people out there who disagree that he deserved to be the highest-paid receiver. So there was a portion of the fan base this morning that was saying, you know, Aaron is not blameless in this whole thing. He got his. Why didn't he make sure his guy got his? Is this any sort of predictor of the future with free agents and then high-dollar guys who are supposed to get their money uh, from Green Bay that maybe people don't want to play in Green Bay, you know, five and seven years from now? Uh, is the area worried about that? I don't think so, guys. I mean, David Bakhtiari was an example of somebody who became the highest-paid left tackle in the league just a season or so ago. Now, unfortunately, he tore his ACL, so that's something the team had to reconcile with when he wasn't there for this last season. But, I mean, Green Bay's willing to spend money. I think that, you know, Brian Goodekunst told us, I think it was like a month ago, that they had done a study on what they perceived to be future Hall of Fame players, which they considered Devontae Adams to be. And they didn't see any indication that guys of that caliber actually did break down once they got into their 30s. That, to me, was a ringing endorsement that they were willing to work with Devontae to figure out the money. It kind of goes back to this whole idea that maybe Devontae just wanted to go somewhere else. So, no, I don't think that if you're a top-tier talent, if you're the elite of the elite at your position, all of a sudden you're like, well, Green Bay won't pay. I think this was extenuating circumstances. And in my gut, I think Devontae wanted Las Vegas. When the uh, Las Vegas blogger put out a story, well, a tweet about Adams buying a house here about a month ago, did that get strong reaction? It did not. And I'll tell you why, guys. Because we also heard from folks in Nashville that Aaron Rodgers had bought property in Nashville and was building this, like, communal area with him and Clay Matthews and Randall Cobb. And so, you know, you look around and go, yeah, but if I could, I'd buy a house in a tax-free state too. Let's be honest, right? I'd like to funnel some of my income yeah. that direction and make that work. Now, I'm not trying to say that you're, you know, not trying to say what it sounds like I'm trying to say, but, you know, if you got the means to do it, why not? Okay, let's get back to, and we mentioned it earlier, the the plan from here. So do you think they make a big splash with a receiver? Do they go to Seattle and try to, you know, use some of these picks to get D.K. Metcalf? Uh, I wonder what Rodgers wants. What do they do now to replace Devontae Adams on the field? you got to do something. I'm not sure that there's a guy in the draft who's an immediate difference maker. I'm sure there are guys who are going to have 
long, successful careers at that position in this draft class. But, you know, there's not really a lot out there on the free agent market either, so maybe you do have to take some of that capital you got back from the Devontae Adams trade and then trade it forward to another team. You know, I heard the name Tyler Lockett being thrown around this morning. Obviously, Juju is somebody that people keep bringing up. Um, uh, uh, there's just there's, there's names out there. Someone even suggested Antonio Brown. My goodness, you want to talk about drama oh, central, boy. green bays of our lives all day with that guy. Um, so I just don't think that there's anybody out there on the free agent market that you're going, yes, that's a guy that can be a difference maker for us without any, like, asterisk attached to him. And the other thing, guys, is the, the market is going to know now that Green Bay needs a wide receiver, so they're going to make you overpay for it. And that's not something that the Packers, that's not something that they engage in very often. Uh, last one, we'll uh, mention basketball here for a second. How big a deal is the regional in Milwaukee, especially since Wisconsin's in it? Huge deal. The city's going to be on fire tonight. I know a lot of people who are cutting out of work early so they can go and start happy hour early and then get over to Pfizer for them. I'm sure you guys saw how lit the Deer District was when the Bucks made their playoff run and ultimately ended up winning the NBA title last year. It will be comparable to that. You know, it's a rainy day right now in Green Bay, but here in Wisconsin, that is not going to stop people from indulging and partying and then ultimately celebrating if the Badgers can get a victory and move on. So it's a pretty big deal. I'm a Marquette gal. Really uh, ugly, oof. really brutal, really embarrassing loss yesterday. And the streak continues. Marquette hasn't won a tournament game since. Well, I don't want to tell you how old I am, but let's just say it's been a decade or so. Are there, are there people around Marquette who are like, wait a second here, Shaka Smart has now lost four straight games. Uh, in that opening game in the NCAA tournament. Did we make the right hire? I don't think so. Everybody loves Shaka here, guys. I think it just goes back to the age old. Let him get his guys in there. You know, there's a little bit of a turnover there. The team looked really good for stretches this season. They did, you know, sort of clunk their way to the end of the year. Um, Looked wholly overmatched against North Carolina yesterday. But I think they think the future is bright with Shaka at the helm. We brought you down with Marquette and the Packers. I mean, Brewers, are we excited? Anything good? <laughs> I'm excited that baseball's starting, but I'm one of these people, guys, that if they had missed the month of April, it wouldn't have disappointed me too bad. That's just where I come from. Like, baseball season is too long. It's too long. Cut some games. They never will because it means cutting revenue. But I think you give people a better chance to be more invested from start to finish if you start kicking away a little bit of the season. Jen, you're awesome. Really good spot, really good spot. We know you have a very busy schedule, and we got you on late notice. Thank you so much. Yeah, talk to you guys soon. ESPN Radio in Milwaukee does a lot of ESPN uh, national stuff as well. We're just getting rolling down here. Early show, 1-4. to four. Here is the Westgate in the Superbook. Uh, one of the scores uh, up right now, uh, you got Villanova on top of Delaware. Ten minutes left in the game. Uh, Nova is up 60-40. to 40. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. The Lady Rebels ruled the Mountain West Conference this season as they won the regular season title and the conference tournament. But now these ladies have their sights set for more as they go dancing in March. Their first round matchup is in Tucson, Arizona against the Wildcats. Can the Lady Rebels pull off the upset and advance to play again? Make sure and listen to the game Saturday with pregame at 645 and tip off just after 7 on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. And they bring Jimmy Sotos, who's a transfer from Bucknell. Here's Welch. 
Alcock will take it in. Surprised he was that open, and that has been the story of the day for Loyola, and that is it. Ohio State will advance to the round of 32. Cofield and Company. Cofield and Company. Superbook, Westgate, watching the brackets unfold on this Friday. 8.45 left, second seeded Villanova up 21 on Delaware, 63-42. to 42. We've got Miami still holding a lead, early second half, low scoring game, USC having a boatload of trouble getting the ball in the basket. That one's 33-25. Might have a, a flagrant there as uh, Drew Peterson swinging through an elbow. Incidental to me, I let him play, but they're going to review this one. Notre Dame, Alabama early on in San Diego, and that was, what, an Alabama player on the floor? Uh, Not an Alabama player. Guy you're probably familiar with, Javon Quinterly. From Villanova. From Hackensack, New Jersey, I believe. Yeah, but most uh, recently transferred from Villanova. Uh, Jersey yeah. guy. I erased those guys from my memory. Start, well, he actually, I saw a story yesterday. He was very sad for his Rutgers friends. His friends? Okay, well, that's Well, good. he would have been playing against them and yeah. that – uh, he went down. That looked ugly with the knee. And uh, I will be betting Notre Dame in-game now because I have Alabama for a lot, and that just ruined it. He should also be sad that I'm not there watching him play Rutgers. Yeah, true. Cause it's true. That was the, by the way, that was the plan today. Uh, is, it, is it the movie Clerks throughout the movie? Is it Dante who just keeps yelling every once in a while, like, I'm not even supposed to be here, <laughs> right? I'm not supposed to be here. Gee, damn it. I didn't mention this before. The Rutgers-Notre Dame play-in game. But I did have a trip booked to San Diego. But I was not going to pull the jinx and mention it to any of you guys. I guess I'm not doing my job as a radio person because it would have been a good bit to mock on me. (laughs) Not only watching my Scarlet Knights lose in a heartbreaker and double overtime to Notre Dame, but also losing my trip to San Diego and a chance to... uh, yeah, it's rough. It's bringing back bad memories. Let me move on. I will say, yesterday, there were so many cool games that went down to the wire. There were good stories. There were also teams that I really don't like who lost, and it, it really it really cheered me up. It did big time. Um, and I'll mention one of them. Kentucky losing. And, like, I don't hate Calipari. I'm jealous of blue blood programs. And when St. Peter's out of New Jersey beats Kentucky, the CBS producers are brilliant. They That game, whoever's running the game, whatever, executive director, producer, whoever it is, right? Whatever the title is. Bonus that fella or lady because they, they pulled out a, an old trick, but a trick that I love. Did you see them go to the crowd? Oh, yeah. The crying kids? They had a crying kid. He appeared to be about four or five. And I, you know, I was out for St. Patrick's Day, was enjoying the games, and I just started cackling. Of course. I love it so much. It is mean of me, but my thought was, first of all, that's sports, brother. Sure. When, you, when you're a sports fan who really cares, those moments happen. I'm 45 years older than that kid. 
And on Wednesday night, I was inconsolable for like probably an hour. I just hold up in my office, and then I, I came out and I just hear, "Are you okay?" From the SO. Sure. And she knows because she's a big sports fan and she gets crazy about the Chargers. So, but that was all she said. She's like, "Are you okay?" And, I, and then for a second, I'm like, "All right, this is this is ridiculous." Did she? You don't have to ask me if I'm okay. It's a it's a loss in a basketball game. It's not that big a deal. Well, it's also you lose out on a trip, which would have been nice. Yep. Uh, God. Now, was she I, – I assume you have to watch on your own. That's how I am with – No, she, games, she – well, she sat there. Well, she didn't watch the first half. Okay. She came in with, like, about two minutes left, go, goes and does something. So it's half her time, fault? Halftime, it's 41-36. What does she say? Rutgers is leading. What oh, does she say? Oh, they look good. No. Oh, looks like you're going to San Diego. Oh, I was my like, God. no, no. I go, you just – why'd you just say that? She – I know. I know. She's still allowed to live there? I know. <laughs> I've actually purchased another house. It's not really a good time to do it, but uh, we'll be, I'll be I'm, moving out. I don't I don't even think I'm joking. That yeah. would be the end of my relationship. Dude, she did it, la- she did it last year. Uh, Rutgers-Houston. Rutgers up nine with four minutes left in the round of 32. She starts loading up post-game jukebox music to celebrate the victory with Bruce Springsteen. And I look at her, I'm like, what are you doing? First of all, why Bruce I, And that's the other, I don't even like Bruce. Just because he's from Jersey? Oh, yep. God. So, and they went on to lose, so. The L, the L Jing, I'm going to, I'm going to, I won't do it because I know better, but there'll be a Chargers game this year where they're up like three touchdowns, and I'm like, well, good to go. Congrats on the win. So. And inevitably, there'll be some defensive breakdown or, you know, Brandon Staley will go for it on fourth down 14 more times in the game, and they'll fall short, so. Um, Little revenge. Was the I do wonder if the crying kid was one of the one of the guys for uh, Kentucky Sports Radio. What do you mean a setup? Did you see that tweet? No, what was it? How 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 uh, desperate were? It was it was how the day before. Were they? It was the day before. One of the and, and we you know the KSR guys are out of control with their fandom and you know I, I guess they cover the team but they're really just fans. Um, isn't isn't that almost everyone now? It is. It's sad. Um, and again, I will repeat if you. Follow if the people you follow for your team sports information to the team, stop following them. Find somebody That's else. That's what fans want. Um, you're, you're seeing in almost every market there is a group of media members who are very over the top, kind of side by side with fans. Sure. And there's it's nothing, you know, I mean, crazy. There, then, then, you know, then there's going the other way and being, you know, intentionally snarky and almost rooting for local teams to lose. That's an approach as well, but keep going. Um, so uh, apparently this this gentleman from Kentucky Sports Radio went to the St. Peter's practice, their shoot around the day before the game, and he had some observations. He said, "Few takeaways from watching St. Peter's shoot around today." Oh, don't do it. Don't please don't do it. Did he smack him around? N- number one, no way to say it other than to say it was very low energy. Two. They're even smaller in person. Three, all their guards are below six feet. Bigs are at least an inch shorter than listed. And four, Kentucky should do what they want when they want. Oops. Solid observation. And that would be another reason. Media, I'm putting air air quotes. Media that does that, that is also part of why I root against certain schools. Sure. 
because I know if it's not a bit, they're going to be genuinely miserable when their team that they cover loses. Yeah. And yeah. with a kid yesterday, you know, it's, it's mean to laugh at a kid who's crying because his team it's lost. Fair. But uh, You don't know. I mean, let's let's be honest. If he if he roots for Kentucky his whole life, what are we talking? Fifteen hundred wins before he's dead. Um, Sixty-seven of seventy-one NCAA tournaments. Seriously, <laughs> he's probably he, he, his team is probably making sixty plus NCAA tournaments over the course of his life. I mean, sh- sure. Is the NCAA tournament going to still be a thing? We're we're projecting a long way. Is out. is Earth going to be a thing? Yeah. It's, Will the United States and college basketball of, still be a thing? There's a lot. If your boy Putin keeps going. There's a lot of things to happen there. Right. But sure. Yeah. By the so, way, I, that's what I would cry over. Sure. Uh, if we're going to extend out and say there's going to be 71 NCAA tournament, I think Kentucky's going to continue their success. I would imagine. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. What blue bloods really don't? Yeah, sure. They have the money now. They can legally cheat with NIL. Sure. There's no stopping them. Oof. Although. Schools like that, I mean, their brand is so big. But aren't – The only time they've taken a hit um, in our lifetime was because they got caught cheating. Sure. That was it, really. Yeah. But aren't eventually big markets going to really start to take over? It's a discussion. I mean, that's a a discussion for another day. I mean, I like what USC is doing, you know? I like what – you know, UCLA's trying to do, but no, I think a lot of the strongholds for college basketball can continue to be power. So good luck to you, kiddo, over the next uh, 75 years or so. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. You're listening to Cofield & Company on ESPN Las Vegas. You hear the roar in the background as uh, VTech off to a 6-0 start against Texas. 11 against the 6 here. Big jam by the Hokies about five minutes in. Do we get an update on uh, Quinterly? One of the better players, if not the best player for Alabama. Bama down 16-13 out. against uh, Notre Dame. He's out. Yep. 16-15 now. Is he out, really? Out. Oh, man. He went down in a heap. In his leg. Well, that's not good. Did you get Notre Dame in? I did. What did you get it at? Uh, three and a half. All right. Well, I hope they. Uh, my my play will probably be, uh, hopefully they get out to a little bit of a lead, and I will take Alabama. On the comeback. Well, I had Alabama before the game. So. So what? What's your middle? I have Alabama money line, and uh, Notre Dame plus three and a half. All right. There you go. Adam Hill. Intense. Intense. Seventeen point game. Villanova. Seventy-two fifty-five. Four minutes left against Delaware. Uh, USC has stormed back. Yeah. Uh, this is what an 11, like two run. So it's no, 30. Way, way more. 17. It was 17-2. Oh, okay. Well, to go from down 11 at halftime to up four. Last score we we mentioned was 33-25. So 12-2 since then. It's 37-36. SC is on top. 14 minutes left in the half. So a lot more of the bracket stuff. We had a great conversation a couple minutes ago with Jen Ladder from ESPN Radio in Milwaukee, and. She brought it strong on, on multiple fronts about Devontae Adams leaving the Packers, turning down potentially more money with the Packers to come to the Raiders. I thought she got a little dark <laughs> at the beginning. She was saying that there were some Packers fans who were like, yeah, hey, you know what, Devontae Adams gone is good for the team. I guess the rationale is, hey, now they have more money to spend. She then likened it to 
trying to come up with a positive spin when your spouse dies. <laughs> right. And when you and I are looking at each other like, we're hardcore, Jen. Yeah. I'm also a little superstitious. Like, I, I will self-deprecate and talk about <laughs> myself having a heart attack, you know, in five minutes. But I don't like to throw it out there about my spouse. I'm like, she's she is testing uh, freaking karma on that one. Yeah. I was like, no, no it's not. No, it's really not like your spouse dying and trying to be positive no. spin person, you know, the next day. There will be other receivers, and there are other receivers available. Now we'll see what the Packers are going to do to replace Devontae Adams. And, you know, it's funny. Clearly anyone who listens to Cofield and Company, when Adam Hill is on, we are hardcore sports fans. We get miserable at times when our teams are losing. We also are petty and jealous. So when other fan bases have a good time, we will get annoyed. Sure. Right? The Did you get any text from Packers fans? Because we know... We know multiple Packers fans. Yeah. And, you know, some I'm, I'm okay with. Others, I really love when the Packers lose. And when the Packers lose a guy like Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. So that's another added value here is Las Vegas just stole one of the great Packers players. And Packers fans are angry. And they're already kind of like they're – I think they're already super considering, you know, they're a top four team in the NFC every year. They just haven't won it all consistently. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the greediness. Yep. You would say in the um, and now listen, if you when you've been a top team basically in the league for like thirty years and you've only won a couple of titles, I, I get there how are, there's I, I, I get it. It's annoying though when when you're never in the sure. mix or you know four out of thirty years you're in the mix. But I get it. You get you know it's it's Kentucky fans yesterday who you know I'm sure there were more than a few who are like. I don't know, man. Calipari might be time. Yeah. You're like, yeah, what? Exactly. Just not working anymore. Realize how lucky you are every year or how, you know, not lucky, but um, to be a sports fan of a team that you basically, you know you're in the tournament every year and you know you're going to be a top five seed. <laughs> yes. And now you want, now you're like, eh, coach might have to go. Like, okay. Yeah, losing NFC championship games every year is a problem a lot of teams would, would like to have uh, for sure. But you, you get it from that standpoint. And, and I think, listen, I think there's some frustration of, you know, once Aaron Rodgers came back, I think you assumed Devontae Adams was back and you're going to at least make one or two more runs yeah. uh, at potentially winning. And now you're kind of looking around and saying, well, how are they going to be able to compete? Although in the NFC, um, <laughs> you, know I mean? you don't have to be great to compete in the NFC right now. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I get the frustration from that perspective. And I think the, the stories that he turned down, less money from the Packers, first of all, I think is not true. More money. Um, yeah, excuse me. More money from the Packers to take less money. I don't think that's true, but uh, you get the frustration from that perspective of, well, then, you know, what is going on with us if people are turning down money and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, I get all of those things, but, yeah, I think it's also hilarious that Packers fans are so entitled. Uh, Packer fan texted me a little while ago, our buddy Chad in Denver, who is uh, on the fan there. Big Packers fan. Milwaukee guy, Texas guy. Said easy not to gag playoff games when you don't make the playoffs. <laughs> F them. Okay. Fair enough. There you go. Guess he's off the bench. <laughs> oh, he's not. Believe me, none of them. You, you don't. You don't quit your team. And That's true. You're certainly not going to quit on Aaron Rodgers because, again, he's like Coach Calipari. He, you know, you have a shot. You're going to be in the mix. You may be frustrated, you know, because you don't go 13 and four and you go 11 and seven, but. Did I just make 18 game season there? 11 and 6? Yeah. 
the math is still hard. Um, the other thing that Jen threw out there, and I would love to see this pickups team, and I don't think Devontae Adams will throw gas on this potential fire. How about Jen Lotto, ESPN Milwaukee, saying, you know, maybe Devontae Adams was just tired of the Rodgers grind, that he's a hard guy to be around, and that potentially if you have options, there are players who are like, yeah, you know, I, I don't really want to be around this anymore if I can go to a similar situation and have less drama. I mean, possibly, uh, and I get why they would say uh, that that he's a, a, an absolute grind to be around. I mean, he's a grind to talk about, and um, he's a grind to cover and read about all the time and everything that goes on there. Like, you, you, you get all that aspect of it. But I also would say it's a very unique situation where you could, you know, most players would say, you know what, it's worth it to be around Aaron Rodgers, to catch pass from Aaron Rodgers, to, you know, to, to be a part of this team. It's worth the aggravation of the grind. Not many of them have the option to say, oh, by the way, my college quarterback, who's one of my best friends, is a quarterback somewhere else in the league that I can go play for. Like, not many people have that option and that, you know, that capability and that possibility. 78-57, Villanova trying to close things out here. 151 left in that one. Villanova is a two-seed. Sounds like we have either a lot of Virginia Tech betters or like a Pokies bandwagon. It's got to be, it's Black, it's gotta like be like a crew first, from Blacksburg or something. It's got to be like first half because they're going nuts for every basket that Virginia Tech scores. What do you think of this game coming in, VTech and Texas? Uh, it was. I, I had about... Seven plays that were really strong plays. VTech was one of them. Uh, coming in, not to today, into the turn, into the first round of the tournament in general. Uh, so I was very much on VTech. I don't like how it's kind of played out so far, but uh, still early. VTech's up one. They, they've had a chance to to really stretch. They forced Texas into some bad shots, but um, didn't really take full advantage early on. Uh, so we'll see if they're able to as the game goes on. Can Delaware pull off the miracle cover here? Line closed at plus 15. It's 21 right now with 118 left. You could say no, but Gonzaga actually, Gonzaga batters got job yesterday Yeah. with a run late. I mean, I would say no, especially because, well, it looks like now they finally have, but uh, at the three-minute mark, I know I was I was looking on Twitter and everybody was saying, why did Delaware put every bench guy in and, and Villanova still has all their starters in? Uh, but I think Delaware is trying to get their guys experience and you know get them in the box score for an NCAA tournament game. Uh, but it is very frustrating late in the game. And now you see Villanova starters on the bench. But um, late in the game when, you know, you're trying to play a, a dog and you're like, make a little run here. And it's backups going against starters for the inferior team. Westgate, great place to hang out for March Madness. The International Theater is open. You're talking thousands and thousands of seats, well, 1,500 seats, to watch the games on all the giant screens. In the Superbook, same giant screens. I mean, they're, they're amazing here. When you come down, open. Your mobile account, that's the easiest way to bet these things. And, you know, as Adam and I are talking about betting in-game, you don't want to have to bet in-game by going to the window. Yeah. Frankly, you can't. I mean, you'd be waiting in line. That's going to change five times while you're doing it. You want, you want to be online to play in-game. I think that's the most fun part of betting basketball. I don't bet a lot of basketball games beforehand. Well, it's also, and, and you're, you're making the case, but you're absolutely right, like things happen like I, like I just had where I'm on Alabama Quinterly gets hurt. I don't want to bet Alabama anymore. And I, I maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll give away a winner and, and turn it into a push. But you can bet off of games like that when you're watching a game. It's easy to do. Either you can try to play for middles, you can adjust to what's going on, and you can buy yourself out if you if a situation changes, you don't like it anymore. You know, the funny thing is, uh, so far, 
Alabama's responded pretty pretty well. And uh, we did worry about this game with Notre Dame fatigue, having to fly cross country from Dayton to San Diego after having played a double overtime game, a late double overtime game against Rutgers just two days ago. So come on down to the Westgate. We're here for a few more hours. We're watching the games. You guys should come down and watch the games. Open your mobile account right now. They've got a $100 bonus in place when you open the mobile account for the first time. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas.